there are lots of people that make music. But there's not so many people who actually make great music. So when um, Liesl from Revelation Enterprises, she let me know, I got a new song. And I'm listening to it and I'm thinking, yay, this is something we can play on air a lot. So we said, okay, let's get hold of the artist and the person who wrote most of the song. Kale Weber, Kale, hello, how are you doing? Hi, Janine. I'm doing great. What a privilege to speak to you today. Very honored. I feel honored. Oh, whatever. It's always it's always fun <laughs> to get to know the people. You know, some people have the talent, so they've got the voice, the vocal cords, but they don't necessarily have the character. That's why we get to know them on this program as a personality. Um, and then we find out, okay, from there, what the music is that they create. So, Karlay, let's introduce you as a person. That girl who's at home with no makeup. No biography and no talent. You know, the one who's just yourself, where you've got to impress no one. Who's that, Carly? Yo, that's a trick question for me. I feel I'm just a normal person who lives through the spirit. And um, I think Carly, at home, she's a mother of two and a wife. Um, I also have a teacher's heart. So during the day, I, I coach other singers, amateur singers, professional singers. So I'm just an all-round person that loves music and um, lives through music mostly every day of my life I sing about eight hours a day um, and the rest of my time I just love having my family around me and yeah that's about it very simple living but I believe that that's the way the Lord wants us to live like extrovert introvert you know the kind of person that you are you a detail kind of person do you like coffee you know you <laughs> I most people will say I'm a extrovert but i'm actually an introverted person someone that that's a thinker and that really um delves into the meaning of things and um yeah i think a bit of both i would say so i can perform and be extravagant and um loud but mostly i'm actually introverted and a thinker you know what i like the thinking thing um, especially in Christianity, hey, you find that people take things at face value a lot and don't really question it. But people who do question it, it's like you can now start talking about the implications of stuff and the story behind stuff and that. Do you find that you've got interesting conversations with people just because you found another thinker? Yes, absolutely. I'm, I'm not very good with small talk. I would rather um, just spend my time really delving into stuff and unpacking a certain concept or a, a thinking method. So, yeah, I, I love more the deeper things in life than just the, the shallow bits. And talking about the deeper things in life, obviously, life hasn't always been that easy for you. Yes. Well, yeah, there's a few challenges in my life. But throughout all those challenges, I truly trust the Lord. Challenges like what? Um, us as a family, my my brother actually was kidnapped in Libya. And he went over there, worked as a paramedic. And on the second day, he went over. He was just supposed to be there for about a month. And on the second day, he got kidnapped by Libyan factions. And um, yeah, he's currently still there. We think he is in Mali at the moment. So we're really praying really hard for his release. And um, I think that was actually the the reason why I ended up in church again. Um, I was a non-believer for a long time um, and was hurt by the church previously, you know. And um, when my brother Gharku, um 
was kidnapped, I just had this conversation with God and said, told him, listen, I know you blessed me with a with a big talent and I feel guilt for, for not using it for your glory. And I had a, like a deep conversation with the Lord and um, he changed my heart totally, like a 360 change um, within myself. And um, so I see it in the light for, for what it is, even though my, my brother is going through this traumatic event, um, it leaded me to Christ. And um, now I'm a firm believer and I worship in the church. And yeah, it's as if my, my whole life changed during that event. It's sad that we have to be on our knees, on our back foot um, with no options for an invisible God to become an option again. It's like, it's, and this human nature, hey, we want to do it ourselves. We want to be in control. Uh, there's risk giving your life over and trusting this invisible God to change something. And he's not back yet. How long has he been um, in custody there? He is, um, it's now currently the, the fifth year. <gasps> so it was from 2019. So it's a really long and lengthy Yo. storm that we're going through. Um, and as you can think, we have all the emotions, you know, it's like a 20 step emotional roller coaster. Um, but I just, I just found my own strength and my comfort within the Lord. I mean, he made it so blatantly obvious that I am in the right spot. You know, I should be worshiping for him. Mm. Um, so hopefully, my brother, we're going to have a feast when he comes back. I, I do. I'm faithfully and all my hope is invested in the Lord. I know he's going to pull through for my brother. And um, yeah, we're going to party when he's back. Tell me how this works now. So they kidnap someone there. Um, do they let you know that he's alive and keep you abreast of, you know, where he is at the moment? Or, or are you sort of in the dark and you've just got to believe? Yeah, that's the that's a difficult part because we received a video, like a proof of life video, um, way back in 2019. Um and that was basically the the first and the only communication we received for the first three years. So it was very difficult for us to process the whole thing and what is actually happening. And um, you think that you can rely on on certain um, people within our government to help us, but unfortunately, there's a a law that's that says they don't negotiate with terrorists which kind of cuts off your hands to do something um, initially. So luckily for us, Gift of the Givers um, also heard about Gherku and he, he uh, well, Gift of the Givers are currently working on releasing, of getting him released. So, yeah. And then the other thing I want to ask you is many times when you turn back to God in a crisis, the hope is that because you've turned back to him, now circumstances will change and everything will work out fine now. You know, it's, it, it, there's, there's, this, yes. there's this belief. But then it's five years later and you must be going through times where it's up and where it's down. Times when it's harder to believe, where you've got to hold on to who he is because there's no evidence. The hard times. Yes, absolutely. It's... Um, well, every day when you wake up, you need to remind yourself and almost plug into to the promises that God has made for us. Um, and I think even though you go through all those emotions, um, 
there still is stability and a constant, and that is the Lord. Mm. He is the constant. So I would never understand his his timing, but I believe he has perfect timing. So if if it means that my brother is currently there for a reason, um, I trust that God is with him. I trust that his testimony will will change a lot of people's lives when he share it. Mm. And um, because he's a paramedic, I I believe that he's useful to whoever is um, keeping him. So there must be a reason, and I trust God. And You know what? Um, another thing that makes it possible to hold on to God is when you get to know him, and you know that you know that you know that he's a good God, that he's a loving God, that he's faithful, yes. that doesn't matter what you see in front of you, the truth of the matter is he's not going to change because he needs to take you through a hard time. But there are reasons why people don't turn to him. I mean, you've got misconceptions, especially when you grow up in an Afrikaans culture, in, in strict kind of churches, you know, where, where God is depicted the way that he's depicted. And people have got a real misconception of who he is. It's like he's got to prove his love by, be, you know, doing things your way. Um, and then when you get to know him, you find out which misconceptions you had. So if you had to think back at the time when you didn't follow him with your whole heart, all your mind, and all your strength, there must have been a perception that you had of him that, that changed when you got to know him, isn't it? Definitely. I think in, well, I call it my BC years before Christ. When I was going through, uh, if it was in my 20s, I made terrible mistakes that I couldn't even forgive myself. And the thought process or what I was thinking at the time being, yeah, not not full of wisdom or understanding. Um, I felt that God, because of my mistakes, he couldn't forgive me. And Actually, was it? Uh, it was because I couldn't forgive myself for the mm. things that I did, and I truly, um, at that moment, thought that I, I, I can't be loved. I can't be loved by other people. I don't love myself, and I'm definitely, definitely not loved by God. But I got my redemption moment where I, um, kind of had the same circumstances, the same choice. Um, and I made the right choice the second time. And I was so grateful to God just to to give me that opportunity. That was like a redemption moment for me where I could release. But he is truly, he loves me. He loves me. He has forgiven me. If that is the perception that you're hard to love and that God had to convince you that that was not true, uh, we've got this one scripture, uh, Romans one twenty, that says that from the beginning of all time, God created specifically he created in a way that it's a revelation of who he is. And obviously you being a mommy, two children, you ha now have a revelation of how God as a father, as a parent feels about you. If you look at your kids and you wonder whether you're loved, it must be so much easier to understand now that you're a mommy. Absolutely. Definitely. You share that same love. Um, yeah. I think the father's love is, so faithful and so constant that you know that feeling when you are loved. And I'm so grateful that I could experience that and that God could change my heart so that I can live it out into my own kids' lives. And then did it help you, did it make it easier for you then to actually really love others when you feel loved? I mean, it feels like so many times when when you feel you're not good enough, it's it, it creates such a lack in you that it makes you incapable of actually 
having grace with others because you don't have grace with yourself. Yeah, I think it's a, a pivotal part of loving other people. And that's why I'm so grateful for for ending up in Doxa Deo where, where I could learn more and really seek the face of God. And, you know, um, it totally changed my heart. So I was I was not a loving type of person before. Um, but now people look at me and see the love of God. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm just thinking because you're part of a music team and they're very talented, these guys that you work with. I mean, Henry and the lot, Lisa, these these people are really, really talented. (laughs) And if you are so insecure about who you are yourself, um, then it brings a hardness to the way that you approach even your art, isn't it? I would say so. Um, Yeah, I think there's there's an honesty. So even if there's doubt within myself and what God really wants to do through me, you just trust, you just go through the motions. I always just pray before anything that I do, just God, you need to help me be my strength and, you know, just help me through this. I'm just thinking about lifting others up. For instance, in the secular music industry, it's each for his own. You fight for your own um, career and your own opportunities. And sometimes it has to be, um, at the detriment of someone else. If, if, if you don't get that job, you've got to fight for that position. But somehow, if you've got the security in the God, that God is the one who promotes you, he gave you the talent and he prepares mm-hmm. every opportunity for you. Now, suddenly, in a whole community of artists, you've got the freedom to lift others up because God's the one who lifts you up. You don't have to fight for you. You can now encourage yes. others, inspire others, have patience with others, mercy, you know, work with them in such a way that they walk away lifted up instead of feeling more insecure about themselves because you felt insecure about yourself. Yes, that is the truth. Totally. That's why I love teaching. Um, well, even within the, the vocal of the, the worship teams at Dr. Deo, we really impart and invest in each other and lift each other up. But myself, I'm a little bit older I'm, I'm already 40 years old, so there's young youngsters coming in to the church and um, just looking up to you as a as an example. And because your knowledge, I've been in the music industry for the last 15, 20 years, so um, my know how about secular music is is good. Um, so it's a different ball game being in the ministry and in the worship um, field of music. So it is totally different. Um, but believing that that God has you and he's given you this gift and only to share that is your is your part in it, you know, not denying him to share that that gift he has given you. For me, I think songwriting is a very usable tool to you know, capture what the Lord is busy with in your heart. So... Mm. Yeah. Listen, I know you're part of, as Doxa, you're part of Revelation Enterprises and the music that they're bringing out as well. But do you still do solo stuff? I mean, do you still have the chance to do that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not currently going for a solo career. Um, I still do like backing vocals for secular shows like Afrikaans is Groot. I did this. Um, I was a backing vocalist for, for the shows last year. And God gracefully gave me this opportunity because I love, love, love doing it. Um, so mostly I, I, I do big shows as a backing vocalist, but the rest of the time I just lead in church and um, really focus on on writing gospel music. But you still have stuff to share as well. So can people follow you as a person? Yes, more than welcome to follow me. Um, there's 
a few videos on YouTube that I did with duets with Dewald Goos. I also went through that whole idols thing a few years back. So there's loads of videos that people can just listen to. Um, there's not specifically a, a channel open under my solo name, but I'm sure they'll find something on YouTube. Okay, but then you were Karlai van Dievender, weren't you? Yes, still my maiden name. Yes, you see. But if, and if we look for you now, will it be under Weber? It will be under Weber. Yes. Karlai. The Karlai is C A R L E with a little four into strepina, and then W E B E R for Weber. Karlai Weber. And then also they'll obviously be able to find your music under Revelation Enterprises. Not true? Yes, definitely, definitely. Go like and subscribe. <laughs> okay, let's get to the song. The song um, is called Ak is Gelieft. Tell us now when we listen to the song, exactly what is it that you want us to hear? So Ak is Gelieft is, in my opinion, a, a victory song. A song that should remind you to always be hopeful, Whatever the circumstances you're facing, whatever challenge is in front of you, if it's a mountain or a molehole, it doesn't matter. Um, you are always loved by the Lord. So I think that is almost like the conclusion of the song. Whatever you're going through, the Lord is with you. He will fight for you and you are loved. 